0: Hi, friends, welcome to Your Life, Your Story. I'm your host, Jill O'Boyle. This podcast is all about turning your battles into breakthroughs and helping you rise up. Perhaps you feel stuck, life feels heavy right now. You want to numb the pain with all the wrong things in life just to get by. But could your battles in your life actually be perfectly placed in your life for a reason? Could you use these battles as your breakthrough? On this podcast, I will uncover how you can do just that. Not only will I share my personal story, but I am honored to have some amazing guests on the show who are opening up about their life and the battles they have gone through. But through faith and God's calling, they didn't give up. They're now living their best life. And here's the thing so can you. So if you're there, you're ready to let go of the chains and discover freedom on the other side, then join me inside. And let's rise up together. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Your Life, Your Story, Rise Up. Hey, how about those guest hosts that I had on the past two weeks? Are they amazing or what? If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes with Michelle Corio and Destiny Harris, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to those episodes they are truly amazing women who are turning their battles into their breakthrough and now following their purpose and their mission and helping empower other women to do the same. So go and check them out. Also, I'm currently meeting with some other guest hosts and excited to have them join the show. They'll be coming on and sharing their stories in the upcoming months. So, speaking of that, if you or someone you know is a woman making an impact, I would love to hear your story. I'm looking for women who have turned their battle into a breakthrough have found their purpose in life and are just thriving or making a difference in the world for a purpose that matters to them or to you. So if you know someone or it's you, give me a shout. You can find my information in the show notes below. And while you're at it, if you're enjoying this show, take a moment right now and hit pause. Go to the bottom of the show and leave a star rating and review. These ratings actually do matter and help my podcast reach more listeners. And personally, I love hearing your feedback and I truly appreciate every one of you. So I don't know about you, but I'm trying to manage a summer schedule. And by that, I mean white knuckling every summer day because I can't afford any extra expenses and trying to keep up with work and having kids at home. And for me, I have two boys at ages that feel like they need to be entertained at all times. Anybody relate? So this can cause your work productivity or focus to be slightly lacking. Actually, let's be real. Non-existent is more like it. But I am cherishing these days because if I'm honest, I've never had this flexibility in my entire career life. The ability to be home, available and present for my children, like freedom to work wherever I want, whenever I want, whenever I can, and be a mother 100% of the time. I realize the kids will be back in school in a very short few weeks And it will be in that time that the early alarm clock will start going off. The focus zone will be in check from 7 until 3 p.m. So you know what? I'm giving myself some grace. I mean, we really all do need a summer break, don't we? And I don't think I'm the only mama in this world juggling the same craziness right now. So if you're like me, cut yourself some slack, moms. You're doing great. These days will be gone far too soon. And perhaps we can't see it now, but I'm sure... Am I sure? I think so. I think we'll miss these days someday. So, speaking of our wonderful children, the topic for today's episode is how to lead like a six year old. You all know my love for baseball, so you shouldn't be surprised by now that I'm going to talk about a proud baseball mom moment. Sorry, not sorry. Although, you know what? (laughs) It is really funny how much I get fired up over my kids' baseball games. I have so much passion for seeing these kids leave it all on the field. They just cheer each other on and the camaraderie they have for one another. And man, when they win, I mean, your heart as a mom just melts, seeing their smiles as wide as the sky. It, it, nothing can take that joy from me. And it's funny because I was never a competitive person in the concept of sports. I mean, my athletic ability consisted of running around a track and cheerleading. And so by my senior year, I dropped the track gig and just stuck with cheerleading, realizing I was way better at this and there was no competitive nature involved other than motivating the hell out of the fans and getting them fired up. I mean, are you surprised that I was a cheerleader? Motivating people, helping them rise up? Clearly, I should have found my calling back in high school. Come on. So... Back to baseball. The other weekend, we went 5-0 and won the championship game. And on the drive home, after we just won the championship, my husband, Jack, also the head coach, started to talk to my oldest, who just played all weekend and was sporting a shiny big championship ring on his finger proudly. Coach Jack started talking about the game and things that went wrong during the game and some plays that could have gone better and things... The entire team needs to work on and things that he's coached over and over and the team is still falling short on nailing some of these skills. This went on for a little bit. And my oldest agreed and told his father and coach he would work on it for the next game. And no fault to my husband. He has a passion for coaching and he does it for the love of these boys. I mean, no one else would dedicate one to two practices a week and every weekend of their summer to baseball if they didn't have a love for the game and a love for these children. So his heart naturally just wants these kids to excel and grow and be, be better with every, every practice, every game. And so by verbally communicating out loud, it's just his way of expressing this to his son, his expectations. Again, no fault. But what happened after that conversation was priceless. Our youngest son, he's six years old. He's our all-star bat boy. He sat back there, listening and not saying a word, taking in everything his dad was saying. And once dad was done talking, a small voice comes from the backseat and says, But we still won. But we still won. As a motivational coach and a woman who lives to see the positive side of everything before the negative, I, not going to lie, had a super proud mom moment. The child that I always internally say, this is my kid, was falling right in his mom's footsteps and seeing the good over the bad, seeing that we won, and that's something that we should be talking about. Oh, happy, happy mom. So it triggered me to think, maybe all of us leaders could actually learn some valuable lessons from a six-year-old. So let's break this down. What do you mean, Jill? Valuable lessons from a six-year-old. Okay. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Here is what I would describe some characteristics of a six-year-old. One, they see the world with no negativity. They have a positive, for the most part, mindset. So in Brock's comment, the six-year-old, he refused to see the errors that his dad, the coach, was pointing out he was protecting his big brother and he wanted to keep reminding us all in that car that we still won so as a great leader it's something to keep in mind we should be looking at the positive over the negative see what success looks like if we had success what worked what were the strengths of the team Hone in on those skills and expand on that. What did you do differently this time to get that client or to excel in that project that made it work so great? Keep going, keep winning. You're still winning. Okay, number two about a six-year-old. They love to challenge the word no. What six-year-old do you know gladly accepts the word no? I mean, very few, right? Or at least in my situation, I battle my six-year-old probably daily on this word no. They're little negotiators. They look at you with this cuteness and eyes that are piercing, and and they persist to plead why their reasoning is better than your no. Or they negotiate for something different. Okay, well, if I can't have ice cream... Then can I have one small piece of candy? Okay, fine. Sure. Okay, can I have two? Okay, now, kid, I'm done. Always negotiating, though, right? Six-year-olds always negotiate. They rarely go down without a fight. So what can we learn as leaders? Challenge your team, clients, and peers on the word no. What is it? Why are they not buying in to what you're selling, offering? Find the why before just saying, okay, thanks. Don't back down. You don't back down to your six-year-old, do you? Or do you? Let's be honest. Sometimes it's easier just to give in, isn't it? Well, sometimes with persistency, some negotiation and strategy, we can win over some of our clients and team members too. So maybe your team is struggling with being reluctant to change right now. Well, inquire more about their reasoning of saying no to the change. And look at this as opportunity to reevaluate your leadership. Could you be more optimistic and positive and think differently on how you're handling this situation or the change that you're wanting to embrace? And also challenge the haters of the world. Be confident in what you have to offer. And let go of the haters and embrace the people that are believing in you as a leader. Okay, the third thing that six-year-olds do really well is they're fearless. Fear in a six-year-old, not my kid. mm -mm. They They have zero, no fear. They haven't been hurt or broken. Or if they have, they don't care. They get back up and they do it again they see life as why can't I do this versus worrying about what would happen if they fail or get hurt. I recently saw a post on social media of this six-year-old girl, her name's Paige Tobin, who is an Australian skateboarding athlete at six years old and has mastered the concept of faith over fear, purpose over fear, joy over fear, She has several sponsorship deals, awards. She has over 3,000 followers on social media. And all of that, all of that means nothing to her because she's just doing what she loves to do. She let go of limiting beliefs that she was too small, that she was a girl, that she could potentially get seriously injured trying to skate with the big boys. And her mother, I read this article and her mother commented that Paige has always had this unique athletic ability since she was age two. And she's always been a girl that just pushes the limits. And her mom was like, I saw it and I couldn't stop her. So as leaders, we need to take chances. We need to be fearless at times. Start talking about what could go right versus what could go wrong. When mistakes happen, tweak them. Get your big girl panties back on and dive in again and go after what you want. Be the six-year-old girl inside you again. Be the leader that's fearless and stop playing small in the sandbox. Be a fearless leader. Be unstoppable. Okay, the fourth thing that I see that six-year-olds embrace Is confidence. Have you ever looked at a six-year-old and thought, yep, they definitely dress themselves today. They're sporting that Spider-Man t-shirt with neon green shorts and cowboy boots, and they've identified themselves as, I'm Spider Cowboy, and I look good. Or maybe the girl that has the sparkly pink dress on with sequins all over Messy side ponytail and sporting rain boots. And she calls herself the Princess Rainmaker. They are totally rocking it. And they are confident. And they have no idea why you will not let them go to the grocery store looking like that. They are embracing their independent nature. And you know what? As much of a control freak of a mom that I am, or as I really as I was, as I start to get older, I'm starting to realize how much children do need that. They need to embrace their independence and who they are. Because I'll be honest, with my first child, I was very overprotective and I made sure my child was dressed to impress. They did not have superhero clothes or any of that other bright, funky kid t-shirts. And there was no way I was buying into those light up shoes. Nope, not going to happen. I was trying to protect my child in the way that I wanted him to look. But you know what? As leaders and individuals in general, we need to embrace people's uniqueness and talents and what makes them them. Let your teammates be them. When you let them be confident, embrace their unique gifts and talents. They feel comfortable and in line with being themselves, which improves their happiness and productivity in their job. Purpose in what they do and freedom to be authentic in their workplace. Let go of the dress code. I've always had an issue with dress code. Like always. And not only dress code in the workplace, but in like uniforms with schools. It's like we are trying to say to thrive here, you must all look, act, and dress alike. The world doesn't turn with people who are all the same. I think we all know that. So as a leader, be confident, express your own self, let go of the, I have to have it all together mentality. Real leaders show up confident for their team and are relatable, honest, vulnerable, humble, real, and sometimes raw. I've always related to people who are truly genuine. You can just see it. It's a gift of authenticity that you know that when you are with them, they are present, non-judgmental, and open for candid and honest conversations. They are leaders that really do want constructive criticism. They don't want a pat on the shoulder. They want to hear what they can do for you to better the people around them, to make a difference. They are leaders that you can tell it's not about them. It's about you and the mission of the team. They realize there is no I in team, and they are confident to stand in front of their executive team, mid- to senior-level managers, all their employees and say, I am where I am because of all of you. So as a woman who has worked most of her life in a corporate world, I can honestly say, I lost myself in that comparison life. The feeling of needing to fit in. The feeling of making myself small, limiting my unique abilities, strengths, and talents to fit in. Adapting to a culture and mentality of, the more I produce, the more successful I'll become. Adapting to looking at everything that I failed on, and not how much I have already achieved. But no more. No. I choose to live and be a powerful, badass woman leader who is embracing her six-year-old self. She's unique, and valuable, and she knows her worth. She challenges the word no, or the limiting belief that I can't do something. She's fearless, She lives by faith over fear, purpose over fear, joy over fear. She's confident. She is who she is and gives herself grace and a high five for being the badass woman she is. So what do you think? Think we can start leading like a six-year-old? See, I'm not so crazy after all, right? Leading like a six-year-old. I think we can do it. Have a positive mindset. Challenge the word no. Be fearless and be confident. I challenge all of you to embrace this because here's the thing you are unstoppable. Believe it, claim it, own it. Walk confidently in this world and believe in yourself. Find your inner six year old and show her off to the world because the world needs more of you. And the girl inside of you is just dying to be fired up again. You are a winner you are a leader, you are a badass woman, go out and make it a great day. But we still won. Okay, friends, that is it for today. If you like this episode, please give it a like and share it with a friend. To make sure you stay up to date and never miss an episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. I love helping you rise up. Until next time, go out and make it a great day.